0: Hi, I'm Caroline Carey, and you know I'm always inspired by other people's life stories, so I listen for the soul journey that is interwoven between each individual's experiences throughout their life. Join me to hear for yourself how each narrative becomes a transformative and inspiring message for us all. Enjoy the podcasts. friend of mine Hannah in South Africa got in touch with me and said you know your podcast I think um, Leonard Lau would be a a great person for you to talk to on it Uh, it'd be great to hear what he has to say I looked at his website and it was all about masculinity and sexuality and power and money I thought oh there's there's a topic um not something that I've often covered in these podcasts. But I want to cover as many subjects as possible because the underlying thing is what is each person's purpose? How have they come to share it? And and what does that mean in their existence? What does it mean for their communities? How do they reach out to others? How do they empower others with it? And how did it begin? So fascinating for me to talk to uh, Leonard and uh, yeah, let me know what you think. So, Leonard, great to see you, great to meet with you. Uh, You're in South Africa, and a friend of mutual friend of ours put us in touch um, to hear about you, your interests around um, what, what I've read around masculinity, particularly um sexuality business money power all these things that are a bit out of my usual um <laughs> frame of thinking uh, and um I'm like oh wow this could be interesting for Caroline Carey on a podcast so <laughs> tell me tell me something about you that uh, we can't see on your website immediately
1: hi uh, caroline it's wonderful talking to you and yeah thanks to to anna for putting us together at I uh, looked at your website. I felt felt such resonance when I looked a bit into your details. So yeah, thanks. It's wonderful chatting. Um, yeah, it's my life has been interesting. It's uh, you know, I not believe, I kind of know, I think, you know, that we come here to experience a lot of different things, you know, it's just experience we're just experiencing, you know, not just conscious getting to know itself and uh, my first part of that was really being in a I really call, it, call it a business you know just for many years 20 years mm. uh having a lot of fun and expressing myself and uh creating a lot of heart centered I, I believe heart centered businesses created good value for 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 customers and that was my world you know um and I had a lot of fun in the, doing that um um, and then in 2012, 20, yeah, about 29, 2010, 2011, 12, it, it changed. And it was just a shift. It was just an internal shift that happened. And then it was very confusing. But now looking back, you know, after the whole journey of the last 10, 15 years, uh, I can clearly see it was just a soul path change. You know, that was, there was nothing wrong with what I did before. It was just that that was my experience on this planet. And then my soul path changed and my work, my my body, my personality was, you know, we're still doing the same thing, and that caused a massive disconnect in me, um, Caroline. It was really, really tough. I, uh, it was a really tough part. I'm actually looking at uh, the. Sorry, I'm actually right busy now with my book, my my the the reprint of the book second edition, and I'm actually going through it now, and it's so pertinent because it just came up with me yesterday that immense pain I felt you know that 2010-2011 period where I felt so disconnected from myself um, it was almost like looking from the outside into 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 at, at myself you know I felt out of my skin I felt totally disconnected it was super confusing and now in hindsight it's quite clear for me is that you know these roads were together. The personality and the soul having found and then the soul. I mean, it was the soul path change, and I was still in this path, and that was a massive disconnect. Um, so that's what led me to resign, sold everything, gave everything away, bought a backpack, and went on a on a journey around the world that lasted five years in thirty five countries. Wow, that's a long answer to a short question.
0: No, but that's that's really great. What kind of businesses were they that you had set up?
1: It was in. Um, financial services, um, insurance specifically, short-term insurance and what they would call direct insurance. So in the olden days, 20, 30 years ago, you would have the insurance company and then you would have the client and then in between you'll have a broker that Mm -hmm. will then put these deals together and get like huge commission. So we started something totally different in the early 90s where we said catch out the middleman and the company and the client could deal directly with each other, which created Quick savings because the brokers, you know, I mean, in some areas it was, it was value for a broker and maybe in some life insurance spaces. but for car insurance, you know, and, and especially with a telephone and you could call into the tele into a call center and internet, all of that becoming available. It wasn't, it wasn't necessary, you know, so we were obviously not very popular in the industry. We were the Mavericks, we were the new guys, we were not part of the old boys school club, you know, we were very much. You know, the new kids on the block, but we we that's really the way the business is done now. So Mm -hmm. so that was a lot of fun creating that that value for the customer and yeah, you know, not just on a price wise, but also in the service delivery price.
0: But this must have given you some tools and insights and perspectives on life that possibly do inform you now because you talk about building relationship with the company and the client and you're all about relationship aren't you to self and to others so there's something there isn't
1: there i just had goosebumps all over my body and i this yeah and i you spot on you know you're so spot on and you know then i didn't see it that way i just thought i was a business guy you know <laughs> and um but it's so spot on and if i really think about back about the yeah, the businesses we brought in later on you know i was a new guy in my late 20s there but later i ran marketing for the guys and then later i was a ceo of one of the companies and and started these new businesses and actually what i loved the most was being on the walking onto the call center and with some of these businesses was only me starting and by the time i left the last business was three four hundred people and what I would love is walking onto the call center and talking to the sales guys sitting there. Guys in their twenties, you know, mm. um, and all the guys in the business. That was my my life. It was it was actually about relationships, you know. And and thinking back, you know, I did a lot of masculine, feminine energy integration in my journey around the world. And if someone was saying to me back in two thousand and six that wow, you are managing businesses with a lot of Feminine energy, not just masculine energy. I would have I would have known what they were talking about. But now looking back, I realize a lot of it was, you know, the, the masculine energy was getting the results and let's launch this brand and just look at the, the numbers. But they call it the, the feminine energy, you know, yin yang, you know, call yeah. it feminine for a better word, um, was actually being with the people and being, we, we always said like hardened results, but soft on people so it was always about the guys felt like it was a family mm. that they were they're were working with it was, mm. it was it was really it was really uh heart-centered as far as the people was concerned
0: yeah even in something like a insurance industry you know but it's important hey to bring kindness and gentleness into whatever the business is
1: that's exactly that is that is so true. You know, if you say insurance and you say financial, it sounds very mainstream, but it doesn't have to be. Yeah, you're yeah, spot on.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, was this something that you always felt quite passionate about, about coming into business? Like, where did it start? What was your original story around being a businessman?
1: That's a very good question. Um... So my formal formal studies were studied like, you know, become economics and law, and then another law degree, and then the MBA, you know, Masters in Business Administration, and so I had all of that. But then if I really think of what was my success uh, in business, it was really about intuition, and, mm-hmm. and it was also about people. And I think there I must, must credit my dad, you know, so um, at my varsity days, you know, so. Uh, when I was studying, even I would often in the evening, you know, because still staying at home, then you know, studying, um, staying at home, and then going to university and in the evenings, we would often just sit and chat over a beer. Or uh, he didn't have beer; he had a, he enjoyed his brandy. But we would sit and have a chat, and he would we would often be about him and business. He was a CEO of a, of 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 a, of a business then, mm. actually the Rembrandt Group here in South Africa, and um, and he had, yeah, he had no. Business um, qualifications. He, he basically studied physical ed, you know, physical education as a teacher, and then ended up in. Well, keep the story short, but eventually ended up running a, a business, and and he's he was all about people and how to get the best out of people, but also also be heart centered with the people, and so I learned so many so much in those discussions with with this guy, you know. Mm. Um, we had a very really good relationship, and he couldn't talk about emotions. That wasn't the space. I didn't, the emotional space wasn't, wasn't comfortable for him as far as his own emotions was concerned, but then he had a massive feel and understanding of people, and I think those discussions definitely, you know, over a, you know I suppose from my late teens to my early 20s, over 5, 7, 10 years, um, I think that really gave me a lot of insight,
0: Beautiful, yeah, so he was a great teacher
1: and ally for you. He was, he was, you know, and he was almost the least likely, I don't know whether that's the right word, but in a way, Um it was very much South African male, um, um, the silent generation, not talking about emotions, but then actually, inside, actually very, very connected to people, and people loved him. So yeah, I, I agree, I, th- I think it was
0: nice. That's so lovely. And today, you know, you've moved on from the business world in one aspect of your life, um, but you're still running, you, you talk a lot about business and power and money and and how important that is in the world. And but you've got very different takes on it to what we might perceive as power and the um, sure. you know, financial sector and all of that. You know, so could you share a bit about that, what you're doing today with your clients?
1: <clears throat> yes, you know my journey now has expanded into. I didn't see this this coming, but it 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 it's really expanded to working with men, um and on also and also on, on in the sexuality space. So there's quite a bit but areas that I work on. I do still some business stuff, business coaching or coaching with people, mm-hmm. but it's mainly on masculinity and it's mainly on sexuality. Um, And, yeah, so I find that super, super exciting, you know, I find super exciting to, to, something that lights me up, something that came up yesterday, maybe just to have a, as it's bubbling up, Yeah, I'm talking in Cape Town, we're setting up a series of talks with guys uh, uh, in their 20s, it's just one guy, a young guy of 23, that came and said, wow, man, he would love some coaching on uh, on just on masculinity and you know there's so much in the space in the world and his life about the toxic masculinity and even his buddies don't really know how to deal with this thing and there's such a backlash against the the masculine and you know this beautiful guy of 23 I thought he was like 33 because he's so mature it's fascinating this new mm-hmm. generation that just come in with such a high level of consciousness and I said yes, and I agreed a, a good under twenty-five price for him. And um, and then he said, but wow, man, I've got so many uh, of my friends that could do with a talk. So I'll be putting like 40, 50 guys together for uh, early March to have a chat to, and and then maybe do every two weeks a talk. And that really excites me, you know. I wish at 23 I twenty-three had people to talk about this. Um, and even more pertinent now, I think, where the where the masculine is, where sexuality is. I think it's so important for these guys in their twenties to 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 have people to talk to.
0: Absolutely, and to have those allies and teachers and guides, and, and you know those um, yeah those men who've who've been there, who've uh, had those experiences and learned from them. Hey, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So okay, we've got we've got sex, power, business, money, masculinity. This is your topic, right? So tell me why why all why how do all these things go together What's what's the link between them all?
1: But yeah, that's that's where that's what that's the underlying part of me. I can so, see so crystal clear, and that just comes from a knowing from a I suppose a wisdom space. If I look around the world, what's happening? And yes, there is a lot of terrible things. There is a lot of drama and trauma and so on. But I I look at it and I just go. But that's okay. It's just a process. It's a process of that we're going through. And it's awakening of, of humanity and and mm. just part of our evolutionary path. And, and yeah, so... So, yes, feel and emphasize with the terrible things that, that happen, but also have some... disattachment from it in, in some way. Yes, feel it, but also don't get... Try to get too traumatized by it because it's just part of a process, and mm-hmm. it's a process of really experiencing, you know, for us to come and experience consciousness on this planet and 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 love and can you stay in your heart when all of those things are happening around you and with you? Mm-hmm. So that's the underlying part of me. Now that is a that could sound very that that sounds very broad and wide, but that's the underlying foundation. And and now it, it, for me right now it finds it's way in those things you men- mentioned masculinity and sex- sexuality and maybe in five or 10 years it's something different but for now it's bubbling up but it's coming from that place if if that makes any sense caroline
0: so so do you think this you, you talk about uh, in in your website a little bit about the loss of masculinity and do you think of true masculinity and and is that why we are experiencing such devastation in the world and so much trauma and the wars and you know what's happening in the east at the moment do you think it's it's anything to do with this unhealthy masculinity that needs to change that needs to um, awaken
1: yes and I think it's in men and women so so it's not gender you know, not gender-based yeah so it's not just it's, it's definitely not just men it's 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 women also you know there's when I, mean, I see that in business or I saw that in business a lot of women in business that were as masculine as men, you know, and sometimes yeah. in a, as unhealthy masculine as, as maybe the guys who are in some areas, not always, obviously. Um so yeah, I think there's definitely a big part of that. But I also see it broader. I also see that, you know, it's always been as part of our evolutionary path, you know. Um, a few thousand years ago, you know, we were fighting tigers and stuff, and maybe thousands of years ago before it was the two you, you humano you know, Homo sapiens and Homo erectus. I, th- you know, it, it is a process. I really see it as a. Mm. not. I don't get too upset with what's happening. No, obviously I feel it, and I emphasize, and my heart gets sore. And sometimes almost break if I, especially if I see people disconnected. Never mind the war and stuff that's happening, but also people disconnected from their themselves, mm. and from their own sexuality. Also, you know, so so I, I um. I feel it, but I also. I also go that wow let's not let's not get too down about it let's stay in good spirits let's see that this is just this is just something that is happening that we that is just supposed to happen and that will happen And 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 hundreds or thousands of years from now we as humanity or whatever species will just learn more i really do believe we come here to experience life and consciousness and it's really god coming here to experience god and and that's just part of the experience. And I think once I start seeing that, I get less upset. I mean, I still feel it, but I I, I don't take it so serious. It's just a it's just a game. It's just the experience that we're having.
0: Yeah. So you know, what would you be saying to those young men in the circle that you're creating at the moment in South Africa, Cape Town? What would you be saying to them as the first thing that they need to start to experience or understand?
1: Do the work you need to do, you know, feel your emotions, you know, get into your emotional body, become aware of what you're feeling. Um, learn how to express and release your emotions in a safe way first with yourself, you know, um, take a cushion and teach guys how to express and release, you know, <laughs> um, then to, yeah, to drop into the aspects of yourself, both the masculine and the feminine energies.
0: Um,
1: to realize that you don't have to put this mask out to the to the world there. But you can really just be yourself, drop into the essence of who you are. Love yourself. When you feel yourself and love yourself, then yeah, realize it's not so important. what what, what, what what, what people think it's, are are you connected with yourself? And do you love yourself? And then drop into your heart, feel your heart, yes, use your mind for what's needed. It's a beautiful servant but try not to make it the master drop into the intelligence of your heart um, you connect with yourself with life with a woman connect with your heart first when you make love to a woman and you and you penetrate to make sure your heart is open before you penetrate it
0: mm. and, and so that for some that's quite a scary thing a scary place to go to to really go to the heart to really go to your emotions to really feel that um, we're we're not taught to as you say we're not taught to go into those places so easily um and and what would you what would you say if if you are afraid of that if if man woman if you're afraid to go to those places what do you think helps with it what do you think guides people into that place
1: as, i think it's the if you can feel or the realization that Yes, it is scary, and it is difficult, but what's the alternative? so the alternative is to block it and not go there at all mm-hmm. and then to look at it and you know, I like to think, think make things simple or or you know tangible to look at it and are you gonna disconnect from everything in life and everything that's there, or are you gonna go deep into it and look at that and that's your choice, you know so but look at what the downside is of not feeling stuff, of not disconnecting. Mm. Look at what it means in your life by cutting off your emotions and cutting out your heart space. Has it worked for you? <laughs> in some areas, it may have, but in a broader context, has it really worked for you? And I like to bring people to to the truth within themselves, you know, rather than to prescribe or convince them. You must go into your emotions, you know, to mm. rather brothers drop into the place of feel it for yourself what 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 is what what do you feel um what what are the examples in your life where this has really led to disaster and how can i make it better and then offer these options and say okay guys let's let's try this and you know if you try it and it's too much and you don't want to do it then that's fine you know it's but but explore it and and what i often say is you don't know what you don't know and, and that's the scariest thing for me. You know, if I, if I know I don't know anything, let's say, about atom splitting. No, that's okay, I don't know. But there's something that I don't know about. That's the scary part because I can decide. I'm not really interested in atom splitting. But if, if there's something that I, that's a blind spot, that, that is super scary for me. So my, I think what drives me is just to bring that forward to people to say, oh, wow, here's something to look at. And then to decide for themselves from there. Mm.
0: So what does power have to do with this?
1: Power is when you really yourself and you drop into your heart and you also also realize that not to hide your power, but the power comes together with love. So then you step into the world and you step into the world powerful and there's nothing wrong walking into a room and, and... People are sitting there and you say, guys, I think we should do the following. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with being powerful. There's nothing wrong with being yourself. But is that connected to, to your heart space? Do you, does it come from an ego space? I want to be the popular guy, here, or is it like coming from an internal bubbling of, wow, man, this is so important for me. And this, this could make the world and us a better place and the circle and the room a better place and, and then coming from that, from that that from that space.
0: So there's very much something about um, being able to share your vulnerability, being able to share your own feelings. There's a power in that, isn't there, to show <clears throat> all of who you are, rather than the mask of who you are?
1: Sure, that's exactly, yeah, that's the authentic power, you know, mm-hmm. um, that's it. And and I also then believe people, uh, to, not believe, I've seen it so much, you know, people open up. Uh, when you do that, the moment you're vulnerable, it gives them permission also to be vulnerable. Exactly. God. You, yes, Caroline. We, I mean, I do this circle of these 21-day journeys with guys and you know, the 20, 30 guys in a on, on a Zoom circle, and we create a space, safe space, it's just men, and it's like four Zoom calls over the period. I tell you, you'll be, I've often just wished there could be women eyes flies against the wall to see this. How these guys sure almost get emotional, how vulnerable they are. And how open and authentic they are and the things they share. Wow, you know, the moment there's a safe space for them and it's just other men. It's, it's, I tell you, it, it is so inspiring to see and it gives me so much hope for the world to see that. Because as you say, the moment you're in vulnerability. Um, and I think, you know, because I've written this crazy book where I'm really vulnerable about what I did and which to some crazy extent, I, I find it opened, it almost opens... It up for other people to be vulnerable with me so so i think it really really helped this was a practical setup of that but not just that the moment you create that safe space in a circle mm-hmm. the guys go into vulnerability and they all come out of that really empowered that's the uh, that that's the word that often they say they say you know i feel quite empowered powerful
0: they feel safe i suppose to express that and it's not something that men have found easy in the past i mean it hasn't been encouraged in the past and certainly for my father my grandfathers you know that that wouldn't have been something that would be encouraged um much easier for women to express their feelings and emotions i think over over time although for many of us as well that has been there's been challenges there <clears throat> but there there are some changes happening in the world aren't there where men are being encouraged to share what's going on for them and those deep heart spaces that you talk about
1: exactly yeah exactly i think i think that's it i think if i if i may i think it is obviously a massive generalization but i think almost historically uh, men has never been hasn't been allowed to to show their emotions as far as let's say showing let's say crying or being sad or being fearful is concerned Um, and, and, but women as not necessarily almost similar as far as anger was concerned, you know, Mm -hmm. so that's the elevator in relation, but I think men could, that could be angry. I mean, obviously also not really good, but you could rather be angry than cry. So it was kind of acceptable. And as a woman, you could still cry, but if you're angry, then that's not a good thing. And obviously all those emotions are welcome. So yes, I agree with you. I think men and women in the past really hasn't had permission to show their emotions.
0: Boys don't cry. That was just a very exactly. quiet
1: place. yeah. My, my son is now 26, you know, his generation also, um, I mean, it has changed, you know. He, we say, when we say goodbye, he says, I love you, I love you, we back each other, even, you know, we even kiss in the mouth, you know. So, so, so um, but I had a little bit of that with my dad also, but generally speaking, um, men don't grow up like that. Um, but that's what's so beautiful for me. If the moment you put these, these safe men's circles together, they get permission to do that, you know, and then they go out in the world. And the interesting, fascinating thing for me is that it's almost easier for men to open up. It's almost like counterintuitive, but I find it's almost easier for men to open up in a circle of just men. It's almost easier for men, once they have a safe space, to open up to, to men in a circle like that um i've had some guys where they said wow i've tried this open up thing and i did it with with my partner or with a woman and wow that didn't go well because you must respect for me because i opened (laughs) so but i mean that may have been also a woman that hasn't done a lot of work herself you know so then that thing the reflection also comes um but yeah no i think there's a massive shift 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 happening um yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I believe the more we see of that, the better this 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 place would be to live in.
0: And where does sexuality come into this?
1: Talk, you know, sometimes I I heard when like when I started doing it ten years ago, in the spirituality space, it was often like from the heart chakra up. You know, there are some practices. It was always from the heart, and and so forth up, and from the maybe the 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 the, the sacral stomach power chakra upwards. Um, yeah, let's connect to consciousness and all of that and we're all spiritual but let's not talk about sex no that's not so spiritual (laughs) um and I think what I found I was super lucky that in my journey around the world in 2014 when I went this I ended up doing a lot of spiritual sexual shamanism uh, workshops all around the world and get involved in tantra and so forth and then I I realized that you know that spirituality sexuality is all one thing It's all the from your root chakra to, to your sexual sacred chakra to your heart i say chakra i mean energy centers to you know right to your crown and your consciousness is all related so what what i'm passionate about is to people that in this spiritual journey i suppose life is a spiritual journey and I, all I, of us on a spiritual journey but but to be connected to to the to the earth and to their sacred energy this sexual energy um, because if you disconnect your sexual energy from from your experience in life, whether it's a spiritual journey or there's just you're going to work every day and not at all in any of this, then i do I believe you're not really experiencing life in this planet fully. you can never really be fully in your power um and you can never really experience whatever there is to offer in this in this planet. So sexuality is such a deep part of, you know, we're in these animal bodies and not just in animal bodies, but through sexuality, when we make love, we also connect with the divine. We connect with the cosmos. We connect with God. I've had my most amazing spiritual transcendental experiences whilst making love. So sexuality for me is so, so important. And I often see, you know, walk in the world and some places, even in some, you know, let's say spirit phase yoga center world where I was, and I could see the people walking around doing a lot of yoga and very spiritual, but you could see the sexual energy is totally blocked, you know, it's not not connected to the sexual energy at all. Mm -hmm. And no judgment. I just, you know, I just see then go like, wow, you know, maybe just to the same point, don't don't know what you don't know about you tomorrow, maybe just explore that and see whether what that can add to your life. So I I think sexuality, integrating your sexuality in your life is super important.
0: Why? Why do you think the block is there? What's What's that about?
1: I think there's been so much in the yeah I don't want to bash religion too much, but you know I think over the last few thousand years, almost all the religions took a view against sexuality to some extent, um, and you know in some churches, you know, women can't go into the church when they're menstruating. You know, let's say thousands of years ago, maybe even now. Some I'm not too sure. So the body was almost like, well, you know, it's dirty to menstruate for women. It's um, there's something wrong with 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 sexuality. Can't talk about it. You must do that in private. So a lot of guilt and shame and fear got created around sexuality. Mm -hmm. Um, Part of it, I suppose, the patriarchal system, part of it, religion, part of it, I don't even know. But I think there's there's a lot of conditioning around our sexuality. I think of so many people have so much conditioning, so much guilt, shame around it. And I think the moment that starts dropping away, you know, they start experiencing life to a much bigger extent.
0: It's interesting when you talk about the religion having something to do with, with this. And I wonder if they recognized the power that people gained, the spiritual power that you talked about in that and they were threatened by it. So we Uh, don't want people to be in their bodies that much. We don't want them to have that individual or in relational um, connection to this power force.
1: Definitely, I agree, Caroline. Yeah, no. So I mean, it's so 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 sad to think about it that way. But (laughs) because I'm like a really optimistic, positive person, and I really try not to be too pessimistic or too many uh conspiracy theory stuff and so on but let's be honest definitely uh, i think this was in my mind there's no doubt that
0: Mm -hmm.
1: that, yes that was the easiest way to control people is to disconnect them from this from their sexuality because it's super easy to control them then because then they're not powerful number one plus number two you can now put a lot more guilt and shame on them the moment they step a little bit out of line so yeah, I think it's a it's a lot of that, you know. And I think therefore we collectively have to shift it, um, yeah. you know. So yeah, yeah, it's collectively something we need to shift. Number one, plus number two is also something that we that I say to the guys, you know, you go to the you go to the gym to get let's say some muscles, or you go for surfing lessons to surf, but you know, sexuality, <laughs> you yeah. know, just expect to do it, you know. Um, so it's also practicing that, and talking about it and experiencing it. So the, so both is yeah. very important, I believe.
0: And of course, some of the blocks are going to come from specific woundings that we might have as children. I, I was um, sexually abused as a, a very young child and growing up into almost until my teens. So I know that that was something I had to work with and I had to heal or to come to terms with even and to find my own um, way of you know, being able to be in relationship with that. So, and it took quite a lot to because I kept meeting with very unhealthy boys, young men who had not a clue about their own sexuality, let alone how to be with a woman. And neither did I. So, sure. You know, I, I, I'm sure a lot of your teachings help people to overcome some of that, and to find a free expression in their lives regards their potency and and their sexual behaviours. Hey?
1: Sure, sure. Yeah, super important to drop into those wounds and to and to work with that. Um and um yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I, I'm personally not a therapist, so if it's like really deep wounding, I normally refer to some of my friends, you know, to to do with that minus minus more in the in the mastery space, you know, sexual mastery. That's all, it's all intertwined. Obviously, we all have wounds and we all have trauma to what to whatever extent, you know, we all have have this. But yes, I think it's it's super important to clear what some is, stuff.
0: So what what is mastering your sexuality? You you talked about sex sexual mastery. Tell me more about that.
1: But one of the aspects about men's sexuality and men making um, love and to get their full potential in making love and um, embracing their sexuality and enhancing it, you no. Know? Maybe a better word than mastering. Um, but for example, one another niche in a niche is for example, for men to realize that ejaculation and orgasm are two different things. Um, for them to really drop into the body experience of of sex and not the mind experience. And a big part of that is, I believe, to get away from porn. Um, But pornography puts men so much in their minds and out of their body. Um, So, yeah, so what I say is, guys, if you want to really master or embrace or expand your sexuality, stop watching porn because you're not going to learn a lot there. Um, And then, secondly, drop into uh, self-love. You know so self- pleasuring you know where you love your body, you love yourself you know and it's not just straight into uh, going to your groin, but also touch your body, your arms, you know, drop into that part of of, of your being mm-hmm. um and then also to to realize that um that when you make love um that you can last last much longer in bed it's like a catchphrase phrase or so, but that you that you do not a lot a lot of men premature ejaculation, whether it's the medical term or um, just generally speaking, is quite a big thing. Quite got a big problem. In, and, you know, on average, I think the lovemaking session after penetration lasts like, I think some of the research that you're over the world, is like five minutes. Now, I know that, and I'm not a woman myself, but I know that as a woman, you know, it takes you 10, 15, 20 minutes to really warm up. And as a guy, you, you're ready within 30 seconds with her with an erection. But if you make love to your beloved, your woman, your partner, um, then, and I suppose to another man also, you know that it, it you, 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 you are only going to, um, you know, you, and if and if you ejaculate within, it's a lesser the lovemaking session is five minutes, and you ejaculate within five minutes, she's not, she's not really in that experience yet, um, so that's one aspect that I teach the guys. You can breathe this energy up. It doesn't have to stay all in your groin area because that's when it explodes. So now, if you breathe this energy up in your body, you get all this energy running through your body rather than just in your gro- groin. And then you have this full body experiences. I, I try not to call it orgasms, but this full body experiences of, of this tingling and all this energy in your body is almost like the universe of outside is inside your body. You know, you, you feel God, you feel the universe, everything is inside you. And that is so much more than just having this five-minute experience ended with a seven-minute ejaculation. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that's, I think that's, 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 I, I just love to bring that to men. And then I can decide what I want to do, but just to realize, um, and these are practices that have been doing, the Taoists and the tantrics two and a half, 3,000 years ago practice these. It's just that, once again, it's just gone undercover, maybe, as you say, part of the whole thing and the conditioning and everything that came with that. It's almost very few men or women know about this. Just this one aspect that men's orgasm and men's ejaculation are two different things. They're not combined. Often they happen together, but it's it's two different processes.
0: And it does leave women rather disappointed and a bit frustrated, have to say that.
1: Exactly, Caroline. And that's what I say to the guys, you know. I and I wouldn't be too too hard on on on, on the men also because it's so much conditioning around it and now, when we grow up, you know, you had to ejaculate within a few minutes, because it was always in a bathroom in a corner, you know, I had to hide. And then you watch porn. And it's all about the money shot, the ejaculation shot, and they get guys to ejaculate in two minutes or 30 seconds. And then you start making love to a, to a woman, why would you not ejaculate in two minutes, because your whole body has been trained for that. I always call it you've know, been trained for a sprint. But now you go to a marathon marathon with a woman, which is, you don't want to really last longer than two minutes, but your body is still in this two minute experience. So that's why it's so important to shift these things, shift the body, shift the neuro pathways. And that's often what happens, you know, Um, some of the guys say, well, my woman is not so interested in sex anymore, um, anymore. And my question always is to the guy, okay, let's talk about your lovemaking. How (laughs) how long does it last? And then I have these open heart conversations. Well, if it's a two minute, five minute experience, uh, do understand you can't blame the woman for not coming back. You know, it's going to, you know, if it's a 15, 20 minutes, half an hour, two hour experience for her. I promise you, brother, she will be back and she would love you. And I always joke and I said she would bake you a lot of cookies also straight after that. Because <laughs> it's expanding, heart is expanding, her body is expanding, you know, and she feels the respect that you have for, for her, not just in the connection that happened to that lovemaking, but the fact that you're actually there and you're present for the whole, for the whole longer period.
0: And when when you think the yeah, the word respect is is really important there, isn't it? I mean, when you think that a woman probably spends a lot longer preparing herself for that moment to just have a five minute, wham bam, thank you ma'am, is is not conducive to the amount of effort she might put into that experience. And and I suppose that's not to say that some quickies. are are not sort of sometimes a bit of fun. And and as teenagers, that was more the thing in in a way, wasn't it? I mean, it was, kids didn't know, we didn't know how to behave on that level. It wasn't, there was no education around it. Our parents certainly weren't going to tell us. Our parents were going to frown on it completely. Um, I wasn't allowed to have boys around anywhere near me for much of my growing up, but I got pregnant at 16, so it didn't work. Um, but yeah, I've had my whole journey (laughs) around all of this, but yeah, it's, it's, um, it's a a challenging one. And there's something as well about women taking responsibility, isn't that? And saying, or, or any partner, let's not just talk gender here, but any partner really talking about their needs, what they want, what they like, what they don't like, what what Mm. they would like to experiment with, what they'd like to explore. And if we don't open our mouths and speak it out then how is our partner supposed to know and understand?
1: Exactly, exactly. That's so important, you know, for for, 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 for both partners to say that, you know. Yeah, I be- I really believe that, you know, the communication, to share that. I mean, I know it's a hard conversation, but to share that with your partner, if it's only two minutes, you now do it in a loving way, you know. Don't do it in a in a demasculating way, but mm, do it in the, doing it in a lovely way and saying, you know, I'd love to make more love to you. would love to experience this close connection with you. But, you know, guys don't know this, you know, but to explain and say, listen, I'm a woman, you know, I only warm up after 10, they should know it, but after 10 or 20 minutes, so we we need to find a way of making love longer. And yes, there is this practices and have you come across it. And, you know, so I think if a woman knows about it, really have that, I I would recommend having those conversations. It's a hard conversation, but have it. Otherwise, how the hell would the guy know? And obviously, if he's not open to that, then there's nothing you can do. Um, But definitely have the conversation. And then from the guy's perspective also, I mean, I often have, you know, with my guys that I work with on this day, two or three of the courses, actually have a discussion with your partner. Because especially women's bodies are so, and their psyche, it's also so conditioned that they are so attached often to ejaculation. So have this discussion. And saying, my well, love, we're gonna make love, but I'm going to practice this ejaculations, choice, practice, which means I'm gonna try not to ejaculate for longer periods. And I won't ejaculate every time I make love. That that doesn't mean I don't love you. I still love you a lot. That doesn't mean I don't I have an affair. It's just that I am doing this practice because so the commun- communication is so important because otherwise women also get freaked out if the guy doesn't ejaculate. It's not just on the one side or the other side, you know, because they, they they don't know. If they don't know, obviously, if they know, that's a different thing. So yeah, I, I, spot on. I think the communication is so important because we will bring these things forward.
0: Of course. Absolutely. Yeah. So what do you think brought you into this particular topic? What was it that made you decide? I really need to focus on this for other men, for my own, you know, offering in the world, your soul purpose, if you like, which is what this podcast is about, soul purpose. And why <laughs> is it your soul purpose?
1: You you yours are really deep, beautiful questions. I must <laughs> tell you, Carl. Thank you for that. It's a really deep probing question. And I actually thought about it the other day. There is there is a central theme of sexuality right throughout my life okay. it's fascinating you know so i when i was it 20 so it's basically 10 11 years ago when i went on this journey but 10 years the journey if i say resigned, sold everything back back around the world you know but long before that um, like 20 years ago i started for example having these Orgasms without ejaculating ejaculating. I became what you would call a multi-orgasmic man without trying to be it, not without reading anything about it, not reading Montextia's book. I didn't even know about his book. I didn't even know the word tantra. I didn't even know it existed. Mm-hmm. So I started having this happening to me like 20 years ago. Um, and even before that, in my 20s, I was, I mean, I was at a high sex drive. And even before that, At the age of 21 is the first time I made love. And before that, uh, high school, I was very much part of the religious thing of you're going to burn for eternity if you have sex before marriage. Can you see this threat of sexuality through my life? It's just fascinating, you know, and when I look at it, so it's been a theme right through, even though I was business and running businesses, and you know playing golf in the golf course with my buddies. This is the central theme of sexuality through my life. Now fast forward to just before I left uh, business in uh, in 2013, 2014, Those three four years leading up to it, from two thousand and nine to two thousand and thirteen, when this inner shift happened that said, wow, there's a new, uh, there's something new for me in the world. I tried to drown out that voice. And I tried to drown it out with a lot of sex tracks. And I call it jacuzzis because I had a jacuzzi at my house <laughs> and living in Clifton Beach in Cape Town. So I had a total abundance and crazy life. And the week I was running a business and weekends, I was having a lot of sex with a lot, of, you know, like two, three women at my house for the whole weekend. And yeah, just basically not sleeping and taking drugs and having sex for for three, four, for two, three, four days. Um, so that was also super fascinating. And 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 in that process, even this whole thing about the being multi orgasmic got even more enhanced because I had more practice. Number one, plus number two, all the substances even helped that. Not that I recommend doing that for that. Um, so then, by then leaving. Uh, 2013, this world, and then going around the world, and I don't know what I was going to do. I just went to South America. I thought I thought I might go up to New York and look at new businesses, and then in South America, the whole journey changed. Then I came across the world of tantra and sexuality, sacred sexuality. Ended up two three months in Israel with sacred sexuality, deep into the sacred sexuality community there in 2015, and then all over the world, 35 countries. So then it became a big part of sexuality again. So there's the central theme that I didn't plan. It just happens. Mm-hmm. So now back in South Africa, I have written a book and the book is out there. And now people came to me and just asked me about, wow, can you share some of this stuff? I thought I would just be broadly talking about stuff. Um, and I just didn't think necessarily men. I thought probably more women or couples or whatever, if there was anything. But now it's becoming, for now, you know, in, in the men's sexuality space, but it's also broader than that. Um, so now the universe is basically just bringing this to me and I'm responding, you know, I'm just responding to whatever is, is coming to me. You know, I'm living life, you know, the moment of following the breadcrumbs. Um, so now I'm responding to that coming and I find just, I'm inspired and passionate about doing it. And I can see the, the shifts in people and, um, so I'm really just following the, the voice, the internal voice. And, uh, and it's fascinating that there is this thread. And I'm just now following that further.
0: No, yeah, that sounds really great, Leonard. One question I'd like to ask is how is money and sexuality related? Because I've often had this understanding that we have lower chakra stuff going on, and they talk yes. about it in Tantra. So and money, wealth and sexuality are connected as part of that lower chakra do you know much about that why why do you talk about money and sexuality in this way
1: yes and to be very transparent about it i'm a, i'm on a big journey to try to find out
0: <laughs> okay, great great let me know when you do yeah. i'm fascinated yeah,
1: because i'm really quite authentic it. i don't have the i'm i really this and i think it's a big part of my journey to to dive deeper into that so i can share more of it mm. um my, my, my whole life has always been, I, I dive deep into things, you know, it takes me longer to understand things surface level than most people, but when I, but then I go much deeper than most people, I really dive deep into stuff. Um, so, so my understanding at this point is definitely it's related, and I can just, um, and as you say, it's all the bottom lower chakras, you know, the root chakra grounded into the earth which is you're grounded in into materiality you're grounded into money your sexual chakra also right close by there um so with with with, with without a doubt and I've also seen and um one of my friends um uh, 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 the lady friend woman friend of mine that does also a lot of work with 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 men and she also does a lot of you know a body work and she and she works also with and she's also said to me the other day, super interesting. She said, listen, all these guys with these high powerful business guys have this massive amount of of life force energy. You know, there's like a sexual energy. is So the sexual energy is super strong. Mm-hmm. So it's fascinating, you know. So the guys in business that do really well, they wouldn't think, oh, wow, well, I could. But it's almost guaranteed that if you do well in business, you also got high sexual energy running into your body. It may not be, you, might, you know, you, you may not have done any work on it, but there's definitely a correlation. Um
0: so, yeah. 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 yeah, I'm I'm fascinated with that. You know, from sexual wounding and that being rather linked to having a lack of that that there's there's something in it. Anyway, I, mean, I, I we won't have time to go into that further, but maybe we'll talk again at some point because um, fascinating but, 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 subject.
1: Yeah, maybe I can just mention something quickly as a pointer without going too much detail. Yes, and they. I mean, there's thing thing called sexual energy transmutation, which is basically using that energy of sexual energy and then transmuting that for whatever in your life. Mm. And just for 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 maybe our next discussion or for the listeners or whatever, there's a book called uh, "Think and Grow Rich," written by Napoleon Hill, it was published in 1939. It's, well, I think it's hundreds of millions sold, and I think it's the best business book kind of ever. And in 1939, this book was published and there's a chapter called Sexual Energy Transmutation in that book. And what, what he did is he looked at, and it was only men in those days, but he looked at hundreds of men and what made them successful in business, as artists, as uh, musicians, you know, all the powerful, successful men. And he found 13 attributes and one of them was sexual energy transmutation and sexual energy um, and that's a lot of what i also do and talk about in my courses and, and that's i think where the money and power kind of thing definitely coming you know you can take that if you're not ejaculate you can take that sexual energy and you can transmute it through your body and you can manifest with that a lot of, of mm-hmm. power and money in the world and and, and if it's heart-centered um mm-hmm. so what well, that is a hell of a quick summary on it it's just pointers mm-hmm. uh,
0: but can, but, women, you know, can women do that as well exactly yeah. It's not exactly. this is just about men, is it?
1: Women can. Exactly. Do it themselves. That's exactly. It's exactly. Women can very much do it. I think the thing with, with men, often what happens, however, is that they often ejaculate that life force energy out. Mm-hmm. You know? um, so often that energy gets, you know, they feel this energy building up. And the only thing they've been taught is that, okay, every day or a few times a day or every two, three days, you get older, just ejaculate it out. And what we're saying, I'm saying, and, and the guy stuff from thousand years ago saying, is you can harness that energy and you can breathe it up. I think women, what they do is, and this is now going to another beautiful long discussion, clitoral <laughs> orgasms can get close to that, you know, but this is going too much into that. That's, that's quite, quite a deep discussion.
0: That's but yeah, both, definitely.
1: <laughs> <laughs> So, they can also, also lose their energy with doing that, similar to the ejaculation yeah. part. But now we're going to a deep discussion. But but yeah, no, definitely. So power and, uh, sorry, sex sex and money is definitely so related just with this energy, using this energy for, for creation.
0: Beautiful. Wow. Yeah. And of course, this doesn't just mean people in relationship, does it? We have been talking about loving yourself as well and being able to self-love and um, make love to yourself, that kind of thing. So it's not just about those of us out there who, who are single or, you know, it's it's whatever your relationship.
1: 100%, that is so important. And um, because self-pleasuring is like, exactly, you can self-pleasure, you know, I, I call it self-pleasuring rather than masturbation, I, I just like that word more. And you can self-pleasure, and sometimes you can attract it, but sometimes not. But actually use the self-pleasure um, um yeah, I do that regularly. I, I would I would recommend doing that every day, morning when you wake up, do a bit of self-pleasuring and whatever way it looks, you know, for men and for women. I mean, I've got one one guy friend, one you know, one of the really well-known international uh spirituality, sexuality teacher, teachers. He says what he does is he's even if he's in a relationship, he self pleasures at least twice a day apart from making love also you know he, he enjoys his love making yeah. so he does both yeah, yeah. No, definitely if you're single yeah. or not do yeah. it
0: yeah absolutely oh this has been fascinating i've loved hearing about your experience with this and the thread that's run throughout your life i think that's what's really important because i think we are we do come into our soul purpose very early on in life and we just have to go through all the ins and outs of working it out and finding other forms of understanding and knowledge and stuff so that we can bring it to the world and your your knowledge with business is helping you now to bring this this lovely body of work that you have out into the world so um fantastic fascinating i see there's a surfing um picture behind you are you a surfer
1: not really i I can i can get up a little bit but uh i'm just the one (laughs) Probably the only regret I have is that I I never learned that as a teenager. When I was around the world in South America, other places, I had a few lessons. It was like five, seven, eight years ago. So I can get up a bit, but I'm not a yeah, am not a big surfer. You don't, ride. At
0: all, you don't I, quite I, ride that wave yet, but maybe that's yeah. maybe that's something for your latter years.
1: My latter years, yeah. I do body surfing. I love body surfing. Nice. Oh
0: no, that's, <laughs> that sounds more apt somehow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That sounds longer, longer, and
1: yeah.
0: Yes, Found that's true. That's great. That's true. Wonderful. Leonard, thank you so much for for sharing with me today and uh I hope our listeners will um will really enjoy what you have to share and they can go to your website. They can take a look at your book, yeah, and that's all on your website. All the information is there. So we'll make sure all those details are up on this um on 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 the information box with this podcast. So thank you
1: thanks caroline i really enjoyed our chat and thanks for your beautiful deep questions i love that thank you
0: thank you so much for listening right to the end i hope you enjoyed that podcast and remember you can be in touch with myself or this speaker My website is MiddleEarthMedicine.com. We have a wonderful membership platform that you can join for just £5 a month. And we have lots of recordings and interesting information that we can share with you there, plus meeting online with regular groups. You can also find the details of our speaker in the box below with their links, their websites and a little bit of information about them. Thank you for joining me and being part of this Middle Earth Medicine community. I hope you'll listen to our next show. Please follow, share, like, whatever you can do to help this community to grow. We really appreciate you. Thank you.